Today's the first part in a new series called Tool Time. And I'm going to be talking about tools for relationships, tools for family, tools for life. Because things just work better when you have the right tools. When you have the right tools to get something done, it just seems to go a little bit better. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about some tools that we can use in our lives to just make it work a little bit better. I hope over the next few weeks, you have a few moments where you go, wow, I hadn't thought of that before. I hope you you feel some challenge. I hope you decide to do things in a different way. Because going through life, we all tend to get a little messed up. We get our priorities out of whack or we get, we get too busy. We get off track. Dads, today is our day. It's called Father's Day. And if somebody hasn't told you Happy Father's Day yet, Happy Father's Day. But also realize there's dads that long to hear that phrase, Happy Father's Day. I know there's dads and couples that have longed to have children and that hasn't happened yet. And we pray that God grants you a child through natural courses or adoption or however it can happen. We pray God gives you that honor of being called a father. Dads, more often than not, we set the tone for the family. Not always, but more often, we're the ones that kind of set the pace. We set the tone. And most of the time, we find ourselves getting a little bit off track and starting to juggle. Trying to juggle all the things that are going on in our life. Trying to juggle work family and relationships and our health. And then if you're a Christ follower, all the things that all the things that you do, that should go through everything. It should be following Christ with my health, with my work and with my family. So what we do, we start off in life and we we got all of these things to do and all these things that are good and and we start to juggle or we try to juggle. And before you know it, we start throwing the balls up in the air and and then they just start dropping to the floor. You know, there's a lot more consequences if you drop the ball of relationship or drop the ball of health than if you drop the ball of your work. And how many times do we stack them up different and say, if I just take care of this one, God, take care of these. Make sure these are okay. You've got one shot in life at health. And as I'm learning with my kids, as they grow, you've got one shot to raise your kids. You could have 10 jobs in a lifetime. So the job ball can bounce back pretty fast, but if the other ones are neglected, they don't bounce back. And I have to admit, I've, I've blown it in this area at times in my life. We try to juggle and things get out of balance and we end up dropping something. I want to read to you a verse from the Bible. Ephesians 5 verse 15 says this, So be careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise, but live wisely. When we're not careful, we get out of balance. We're not careful, we get out of balance. Here's some things that throw us off balance. One is 
unclear values. When, when I haven't figured out what's important or I've forgotten what's important, my values aren't clear. And you know, it's so frustrating to get to the end of a week, to get to Friday or Saturday, and then realize that the most important things in my life, the things I've got one shot at, I've pushed to the side. It's frustrating to get to the end of a week and realize the things I've pushed to the side, I've got one shot at, but then the things I may have 10 or 12 shots at in a lifetime, I've held close and allowed that to get in front of what's important. Unclear values throw us off balance. You know, you've got dads, you've got every mom's dad, you've got one shot, one shot to raise kids one time. One child goes from birth to 18 or whenever they finally leave the house, 30 these days. But you've got one shot. My 10-year-old reminds me of that all the time because she has this huge independent attitude. And, and when she was 8 years old, she figured out that was halfway to 16 when she could drive a car. And she's already figured out when she and her sister are going to get their own apartment and all that. And she's just independent and she's ready to go out and conquer the world. And it makes me think, I've got one shot. I better decide what's important. I better decide what I'm going to do with this one shot. My eight-year-old the other day came in to talk to me because she heard me make a deal with my wife. There's this certain item, which I'm not going to tell you about, that I would like to purchase. And, and so I made a deal with my wife. If I can go See, I hesitate to tell you this. I shouldn't, but I'm already into it now. I have to, don't I? If I can go three straight Saturdays and not be at the office, I get to purchase this thing that I want to purchase, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. So my eight-year-old observes this, and she hears me make this deal with my wife, and, and I'm just sitting working on the computer one day, and, and she comes up to me and says, Hey, Dad, I got an idea. <laughs> okay, what well, well, you got, honey? She said, I know, I know how you can get that thing. Well, how? She said, all you got to do is on Saturdays, tell mom you're going to the store and then go to the office. I'm like, what? This is my child. This is my baby. Where did you come up with that? And she's just like, well, it would work, wouldn't it? And I said, no, it wouldn't work. I would get killed. You know, and, and I'm thinking, I've got to spend some time with this one, you know, <laughs> She and I have got to spend a lot of time together. I've got one shot, one shot at raising my kids. And I don't say this to make you feel guilty. It's just to kind of like a wake-up call, one shot. And if we can decide what our values are, what we value, what is important, we won't be thrown off balance every time life throws us a curveball. Next thing that throws us off balance is unrealistic expectations. You can't do it all. You can't have it all. You can't be number one at the office, number one at, at the golf course, number one on the tennis course, number one, you know, the best fisherman, whatever it is you do, number one dad and number one this. You can't have it all. And it's unrealistic to think Hey, I can do it all. I can have it all. I can purchase it all. I can achieve it all. You can't. We are finite creatures, and that's how God created us. We can't have it all. 
Another thing that throws us off balance is an unreasonable pace. We run and run and run and go and go and go and week after week after week, year after year after year, and we get tired. As a result of unclear values and unrealistic expectations and an unreasonable pace, we're thrown off balance and we start to drop the things that are important. So how do I stay balanced? How do I stay balanced? And dads, I think we need to take the lead on bringing balance to our family. I mean, this, this message is for everybody, but, but it's a Father's Day challenge as well to not just challenge you and make you feel beat up today, but to encourage, to encourage you. So how do I keep all those balls in the air? You can do it. You can, you can keep them all in the air. You really can. I know people that do it. But a lot of times, guys are just like, hey, tell me what's wrong and I'll fix it. Aren't we like the fix, fix it guys? You know, honey, just tell me what's wrong and I'll fix it. You know, I'll, flowers or dinner or something, just tell me and I'll fix it. It's just, guys, isn't it just the way we're wired up? We want to fix things. Let's not talk about it. Let's fix it. Let's not think about it. Let's just fix it. I see wives whispering to a bunch of husbands as I say that. Here's some ways to fix my balance problem. I don't want to sound overly simplistic, but we're talking about tools. So here's a list of of some things you can do to fix your balance problem. The first one is line up my priorities. You know, I realize something. Every week has 168 hours in it. And there's never going to be a magical week where we realize, hey, we got 240 hours this week. It's always going to be 168. So I've got to learn how to manage the time that's already there. Because when time is used, when it's spent, you never get that back. You never get it back. A few days ago, I was sitting with my kids, and, and we were getting ready to pray before bedtime, and, and we prayed, and, and something hit me. They don't ask me to play Barbies anymore. They don't ask because they're kind of past that phase of enjoying playing with Barbies. So they don't ask anymore. So that time of sitting on the floor and playing Barbies with my kids, it's time to move on to another phase and do something else. You know, there's times I've, I've completely, completely blown it in that area of using my time wisely. My life is either going to be shaped by my priorities or my pressures. One of those two things are going to shape us. And what I've discovered is if we don't decide what's important, somebody's going to decide that for us. Because a lot of good things, a lot of good things, even godly things, can get in the way of what's important. And it's never too late, never too late to start lining them up. So if you've messed up in the past... You can start today lining up priorities in a whole new way. You've just got to decide what's important. One place you can decide what's important is to get out your to-do list. What's on your to-do list? What do you have written down day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month on your to-do list? There's a guy in the Old Testament that had a to-do list. His name was Nehemiah. And Nehemiah was a man that that, uh, worked for a king outside of Jerusalem and he got to travel back to Jerusalem and he saw that the walls around Jerusalem were completely destroyed. 
And that was his home city. And then walls around a city were a big deal because that meant how strong the city was. That meant protection. And they were destroyed. So he got this burden on his heart to gather people and go back and be focused and rebuild the wall. As soon as he started building, rebuilding, people tried to come to him and distract him, get him off what was important. And they kept saying, these two men kept saying, come and meet with us, come and meet with us. And in Nehemiah 6, verse 3, he said, so I replied to them by sending this message, I'm doing a great work and I cannot stop and come and meet with you. What he's saying is, what I'm doing is so important. What's going on in my life is so great and so important, and I'm so focused on it that you're not going to distract me from what I've decided is important. What is it in your life? What is it in your life that that keeps calling you away from what you know is important? A job? Hobby? An immoral relationship? just general busyness. Nehemiah decided what was important and he refused to let anything get in the way. It works like this. As as I decide what's important and I focus my priorities, my to-do list gets shorter and my to-don't list gets longer. The things I'm not going to do that I'm not going to let get in the way of focusing on what's important, of setting my priorities, that list gets longer and longer and longer. And the things I've decided are important, the things I'm going to do should get shorter and shorter. So I want to give a Dad's Day challenge today. There's a Father's Day challenge. This can be for everybody, not just dads, but everybody. Because if you're not a dad, you're a child. So you've either got a father to do this with or you've got a child to do this with. Here's my challenge. Got 168 hours this week. I challenge you to take one of them, just one. Dads, take one and focus on your children, your family, whether it's taking them to Home Depot or to Frankie's or whatever other cards you got. Take one hour, look into their eyes, phones off, computer off, no distractions, and focus on the responsibility that God has given you. Just one hour. Now that doesn't cover everybody because some of you may not have children. Maybe your children live a long way off. Well, call them up. Write them a letter. But take an hour this week out of the 168 that you got coming up and do that. If you don't have kids, why don't you call your dad? If your dad's not around, why don't you write him a letter? If he lives far away or if he's already passed away, write your dad a letter. Maybe your relationship with your dad was not a good one. Maybe when you remember your relationship with your dad, it's pain. Write him a letter. Spend some focused time this week doing that. And if you've never known what it's like to have a father at all in any way, God is your father. And spend an hour with him. Next thing we can do to fix our balance problem is set a reasonable pace. You ever feel like your life is just going so fast, it's just zipping along, you can't stop, and people have always had to deal with this. How do we decide how fast we go? How do we decide how many hours we work? How do we decide that? In Romans 3, verse 28, it says this, we finally figured it out. Our lives get in step with God, 
and all others by letting him set the pace, not by proudly or anxiously trying to run the parade. God sets the pace. What's God's pace? God's pace is work, rest. Work, rest. That's his pace. It's not work, 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 work. God's pace that works 100% of the time is work and rest and work and rest. You know, God always gives you enough time to get the things done he wants you to do. Always. So if there's things on your to-do list you can't get done, then there's probably some things on there you don't need to get done, some things you don't need to be focused on. God will never expect something out of you and not give you enough time to do it. His pace never burns us out. His pace never leads to confusion. And we need to run life at a pace God has set, a pace where we can get everything done. Wouldn't that be great to live life at a pace where you got everything done? To live life at a pace where everything that you needed to get done got done. The results of lining up our priorities, setting our pace, leads to us being able to enjoy God's peace. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. God desires peace for each of us. He wants every person to walk out of here today feeling peace. Even if you've messed up and you've been living life out of balance, you've messed up on your priorities, God says, you can have another chance. You can make another run at it. You can give it another try. You can pick up those balls again and let me help you keep them going. This time, don't take on more than you can, but let me be the one that helps. Father's Day, for some people, might be a day that makes you sad. Because maybe you don't have good memories of your dad. But there's a Father in heaven, God, that wants to help us do everything in our life. That wants to help us make a difference in the world. That wants to help us make our lives count that wants to help us decide what's important. That's what God the Father wants for everybody. And he started that help with, for us with sending Jesus to earth. And Jesus' teachings might be 2,000 year years old, but they relate to you today. You can read Jesus' teachings and find things today to help you achieve the peace that God desires. So we've got a lot of things going in our life. And God's plan is perfect. His plan is for us to be able to keep it all in the air, the things that are important. And, you know, I, I can juggle three balls. But God's plan is for us to be able to keep things going at his pace, but God's plan is for us to be able to deal with our health, take care of our families, take care of our work at a pace that he has set, at a pace that he wants us to run at, at a pace that allows us to live a balanced life.
you can do it. You can live a balanced life. That's our first tool is balance.